Next on BYU Sports Nation, back to work in the NFL. Dennis Pitta on the practice field for the Baltimore Ravens, but when will he play an actual game again? It's a day not for one, but two Bryans. Brian Keel makes his Football Friday debut as an official member of the Studio B crew. Opinions are about to go postal. Plus a grand slam by a former Cougar and some WNBA love for the L.A. Sparks. 6'7", Jen Hampson all in for hoops. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision on a Friday. This is how we do it. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. June 5th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Brian Logan. Now, a programming note on today's show. This will be an abbreviated show for those watching on BYU TV as we will transition to coverage of the funeral services of L. Tom Perry, an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Those will begin sometime after the bottom of the hour. The show will continue on BYU Radio when the funeral begins. I continue, for those in our audience who may be unaware, L. Tom Perry was a member of the Quorum of the Twelve for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He passed away last week. Elder Perry was a veteran of World War II, big-time fan and supporter of BYU athletics, often seen cheering on the Cougars from the stands. His funeral services will be broadcast live on both BYU TV and BYU Radio following today's BYU Sports Nation. We will keep you up to date uh, when things start to transition that way. But a great way to honor a great man, a huge sports fan, not just at the BYU level. He loved the Boston Red Sox. Uh, One of the highlights of his life, according to an article I just recently read, was throwing out a first pitch for the Red Sox. So Elder Perry, sports fan, World War II veteran, I mean, honestly, this, it's the least we can do to, uh, to salute a guy like this on BYU TV and BYU Radio. A great, great man. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, when you look at uh, what BYU TV has and has to offer uh, to not only uh, the members of the church, but uh, people like myself that's, that's not LDS, uh, that can get a, a deeper look at um, you know somebody's life like this, somebody that has had an impact in the church, and I appreciate the article that you sent over to me to look at his his bio and, and figure out a little bit more about his life. But man, just a celebration of life, you know, and it's it's pretty exciting that and cool uh, that that BYU TV and and uh, the church has an opportunity to to broadcast that. Talk about a guy that could light up a room when he walked into it. That was Elder Elton Perry. I mean, just a bundle of energy. Uh, in his church service and in his life. And so looking forward to the celebration of his life later today on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I can guarantee you he would have been excited about what's going to happen three months from today for the BYU football Cougars, Brian. And that is game number one against the Nebraska Cornhuskers three months from today. You know, I was I was reading that three months from today, and I totally forgot that that's going to be <laughs> me and my wife's anniversary. Remember we <laughs> talked about that earlier? Yes. And I and and it, it for some reason, man, it it slipped my mind. And I was thinking about the fifth. Every time I see the fifth of every month, I'm like, what? Is it somebody's birthday? Oh, it's our anniversary. Okay, that's our anniversary day. <laughs> September fifth. Okay, and then I started and then I started reading three months, and I'm like, oh man, I still have to figure out what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Have you man? discussed? With Mrs. Logan, 
what you're going to do so that you can work on that day and still celebrate your anniversary. We, I, I have, man. I'm like, hey, babe, what, what should we do? Like, I got work and yada, yada, yada. And she's like, just go to work. But I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're just, this is a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. It's, I'm not playing into this. Oh, so, sweetie, I don't care. Yeah. It's okay. You can do whatever you want. In right, the back of yeah. mind, she's like, if you don't do something right, big, exactly. it's mm-hmm. going to go down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said the word postal off the front. <laughs> it will go postal in the Logan home. Hey, today we're mixing it up with our Twitter question. We let you in BYU Sports Nation, wherever and however you are listening or watching the show, ask the questions. Brian, open it up to the people. Uh, Okay, Uh, send your questions in for myself and Brian Keel. Any questions that you guys have regarding our experience with football, um, upcoming schedules, just anything random. What's our favorite food? How about foods? ideas for Brian's anniversary? What's our yeah, right? Whatever ideas, you want to talk about. Presents, you know, what favorite foods, fruit snacks, whatever the case is, and we'll answer those later on in the show. We never do that, so op- open it up. Here is a special edition of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. So much so, it's what's trending, really. We Who knew we'd have this much stuff on June 5th? It starts with the Baltimore Ravens announcing the tight end and former BYU great Dennis Pitta back on the practice field with the team. He's expected to start the season on the PUP list, the physically unable to perform list. But still, what a road back for him, rehabbing from a surgically repaired hip for the second time he ran routes. He caught passes, apparently did a layup you nice. know, over the goalpost at one point uh, to show he's having a good time. But Dennis hasn't played in very many games during this five-year, $32 million contract he signed a couple of years ago, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Seven. Dennis Pitta has played in seven games since the Super Bowl to end the 2012 season. So over two full seasons. Man. Only seven games. Happy that he's he's getting healthy. It's a travesty because he's such a good athlete. Yeah. It is. But, I mean, the fact that he's able to, to persevere, persevere and, and, and hard work, dedication, getting back on the field. I mean, big ups to Dennis for pursuing his dream. Um, also, uh, the 2016 UMass uh, at BYU game has been set for Saturday, November 19th, uh, which makes 10 of the 12 games official on the 2016 schedule. BYU now searching for the final two home games, Spencer. Yeah, we discussed who we hope those home games are. Please bring an FCS opponent on. BYU football will host Junior Day in Provo, Utah today. This is a chance for coaches to get a really good look firsthand at high school athletes they are currently recruiting. Some of them have even committed verbally to BYU, but they are on campus. Coach is going to get a good look at those oh, guys. yes, yes. Evaluating at the next level. Uh, congratulations to Jen Hampson on locking down her roster spot uh, on, uh, in the WNBA. Uh, Jen is now officially a member of the L.A. Sparks. Two former BYU baseballers met up in double-A minor league competition last night. Adam Law for the Tulsa Drillers facing Jacob Brugman and the Mobile Bay Bears. Now, Adam won the stat line. He was three for five, had a couple of walks in his stolen base. But Brugman, he won the moment of the night, hitting a grand slam to help his team earn the victory. Point Brugman. Nice. Uh, former Cougar Daniel Summerhays is even par after his second round of play at the Memorial Tournament. Summerhays shot his second under uh, today. Zach Blair sits at three over and tees off later today. Our Twitter question today, send in your questions for Big B or Little B. Brian Keel, Brian Logan. It doesn't matter. You, you want to talk about something? 
tweet it in. Think? We never do this. We are opening it up wide open to the Bryants. Send in your questions using the hashtag BYUSN. Brian Kill will join us in about 15, 20 minutes. But Steve Kafusi, the defensive line coach, is our first guest in studio next on BYU Sports Nation. Everybody get down on Friday. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Football Media Day, 19 days away. Wednesday, June 24th. The schedule will go as follows in terms of live and special programming. State of the program, 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Tom Holmo, the athletic director, on set with Bronco Mendenhall, the BYU football head coach, to discuss all things relevant to the 2015 season and the movement of BYU football into the future, both this season and beyond. A two-hour BYU Sports Nation special will take over from 12 to 2 Eastern. We have a mile-long list of A-list guests that you will not want to miss. And then at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, 4 Decades of Dominance, profiling what the BYU football program has done over the last 40 years. I mean, you look it up, 1975 to 2014, impressive, to say the least. 4 Decades of Dominance, that is all part of BYU Football Media Day. There will be classic games, BYU hosting Texas in 2013, BYU-Utah in 2006. The top 50 plays all-time in BYU football history will be a part of that day. Oklahoma. Signing day special will also be on the docket. It is all BYU football all day on Wednesday, June 24th. Our Twitter question is this. Send in your questions. You make up the question for little B, Brian Logan, and big B, Brian Keel. It doesn't matter what it's about. Football, basketball, I don't know. Also, how do you spell Brian correctly? Is it with an I or with with a Y? Yeah, which one do you like better? I think that people are going to go with the Y, Brian. This is BYU, of course. That's that's irrelevant, Spencer. What do you mean it's irrelevant? You shouldn't have said that, man. <laughs> Dang. You just killed it for me. I, was, I think I was in the lead. I had a tweet that said favor or retweet. I think I'm going to lose now, you <laughs> I, jerk. You're going for the pity party. You're actually playing oh, a good card man. right now. No, don't try to turn this around on me after you turned it on. After you flipped it on me. Oh, and how many times have you flipped it on me in the past two weeks? <laughs> Whether it be about my abs or biceps or lack thereof, I'll knowledge sh- of football. I'll shoot you a text. My lack of eliteness. I'll shoot you a text yeah. after, after Are we going to be friends after, after this show? Yep, I'll shoot you a text. I'm going to start it right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Our first guest today, Steve Kafusi. We had the privilege of taping an interview with him yesterday afternoon, and we discussed everything from his specific role in recruiting the big New Zealand rugby star, Manasseh Tuungafasi to BYU. What the heck happened there for that to transition where he ended up in Provo, Utah, to balancing fatherhood and his role as a coach with one of the defensive stars, Bronson Kafusi. Here it is, Steve Kafusi on BYU Sports Nation. Steve Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation, the defensive line coach for the Cougars. Coach, welcome to Studio B. Uh, thanks for having me. This is the first time I have seen you since we so rudely took over your home and uh, shot some BYU Sports Nation commercials. What do we owe you for the damages? Oh, man. Let me think about that one. I didn't have dinner until 10 there. So. Oh, okay. What well, do you think? Ooh, I, yeah, I'd send him an invoice. Uh, I'd double that for the fact that you didn't have dinner. So... And then they, they forgot equipment. Oh, 
Mm. I mean, I was wondering when they're going to call around to Ooh. grab me and stuff, but yeah. I think they finally stopped. Not by just to get like physical stuff. things. Like we caused serious emotional, <laughs> spiritual damage in the Caboose home. You can write all that up, Coach, and send it to him. Put uh, it on the invoice. Yep. That was yep, fun, yep. though. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Those will be released, uh, some of them, on Media Day coming up on June 24th. Now, uh, just a few days ago, BYU football officially began game preparation. We're 90-ish days away from uh, BYU and Nebraska. Is that what it is? Yeah, is yep. it? that's unbelievable to me. Uh, but And you're already starting for, uh, for Nebraska. How is the game prep coming along? It's uh, coming along great. A lot of film. A lot of film to watch and dissect. And uh, So that's uh, kind of fun to be starting that process. Yeah, you, you don't have to watch your uh, uh, the offense, right? You know, going through spring ball and watching film and of, of of them and teaching the guys. You guys can finally focus on a new opponent, something yeah. new, and have some, uh, that some first fun. game. That yeah. first game. So, yeah, it's been great. We're trying to get all that out of the way because we got a lot of camps coming up, and uh, in between camps, you know, we'll you know the the open windows of times uh, the next few weeks. You know, we'll be at it. Steve Kafusi with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we wish you congratulations on the recent signing of Manasseh to Ungafasi. And when I was at your house and we were shooting those commercials, we talked about how important it would be to to secure him. Well, you did that. Garrett Tujay told us that his celebration might not be BYU broadcasting appropriate when he first found out. What was it for you when you found out? Hey, it was like, whoo. <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into, uh, especially when you know you have a shot at somebody, Yeah. you know, and you, you got to close the door, you know, you got to finish it. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, doing all the little things and uh, answering his questions and uh, making sure that he feels comfortable and especially with the mom, you know, yeah. uh, being here also. So, yeah, that was a, a long 48 hours. So so we heard a couple of different stories from uh, just different sources and, and talked to you a few weeks ago about it. And, um, you know, one of the one of the, the, the parts of, of his dad hearing you on the radio uh, was really started the conversations and, and, and sparked the interest again. Uh, what was your pitch, man? What did you say over the radio <laughs> for his dad to say, hey, pick up the phone yeah. and call coach? I think, uh, you know, to go back a little bit, a lot of people uh, missed the first part was that, you know, we've been messaging back and forth, um, you know, on Facebook. Okay. And I was trying to get him to come on a recruiting trip, you know, back in January. Uh, but Oregon State was already, um, you know, been recruiting him and he kind of made up his mind that's where he's going to go. Um, so, and I was just trying, hey, how about taking a trip here and, and check us out, you know, compare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually he came back and said, Coach, I think I'm going to just uh, stay with Oregon State. So, and then it was over. I wish him the best. Hey, we, you know, good luck and uh, hope things go well for you. And when I, went there, when I got there on my, you know, on my trip, uh, a cousin of mine asked, hey, would you like to go on the radio? And just they'd like to ask you questions and wonder why you're here, what you're doing, and so forth. And, uh, yeah, so when I got on the radio, I didn't know until he told me later mm-hmm. that his dad – was listening, yeah. and when he came home, the dad said to him, "Hey, uh, Coach Kafusi from BYU is, is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, wonder how things are going with him, you know." Um, and so that's when he all of a sudden I got a message from him, mm-hmm. you know, "Hey, Coach, how you doing? How's your trip going?" <laughs> you know. And so I was like, oh, "Okay, Manasseh's yeah. getting a hold of me here." Right. And so I, I 
that's how it all started yeah. was uh-huh. through the radio and of course i got many other calls uh from many people mm-hmm. uh calling the radio hey how do we get a hold of um coach kafusi and here's mm-hmm. the thing you know they got my email my facebook and my phone number my, my phone was not working oh. oh no so i had to go find a phone place to see if they can put a sim card in there or something yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they can't do it <laughs> You know, and I paid for this stuff, you know, before I left. Uh-huh. So they, they convert it, you know. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, you'll get to go. And I get there. This is the second time I've gone there and it has not worked out. So mm-hmm. guess what I did? I went and bought a little phone. Mm-hmm. I went and bought a little phone, the cheapest phone mm-hmm. they got. Passed it on to the radio guys. Yeah. Hey, if anybody call me, here's my new number. Yeah. Okay, I got a new <laughs> little phone here. And uh, so that's what I used there and, you know, be able to answer the phone and, you know, and call some of those coaches. Ringing off the hook. Steve Kafusi uh, giving us the insights into uh, securing the recent recruitment. Ase Tungafasi. It's not every day a six eight, three hundred twenty two pound freakish athlete who is a star at rugby just kind of comes into your house. Well, well, here he is. He's he's at BYU, and he's not the first big recruit, and I mean that both literally and figuratively, that you've signed recently. Throwing Motukiai Longi um, out of Tonga, and so with these two guys. Um, what, is this a kind of a new age recruiting approach that we're looking at within BYU athletics? Uh, I think so. You know, and, and uh, Coach Mendenhall has been, you know, been pondering about this, and um, it was his uh, suggestion to reach out. And so uh, we, I felt like it's been worth it. We found a couple giants yeah. out there um, that could help us. And so I think it's just the beginning. And like I said, we, you know, with Coach Atuaya in the Western Samoa, and also he went to Fiji this year. And then, you know, of course, you know, he has some, you know, kids that we're looking at. And and then also, I've, you know, I've got about a handful of, you know, at least six or seven kids that I'm doing my homework on mm. um, and getting them, educating them about, yes, you have to take the ACT test or SAT test. You know, that's, the, you know, they're doing great in school, but now we need them to take the test to, to kind of find out and have an idea where they're at academically. So when you are um, finding these kids, are, are there rugby coaches sending you film or is it family, friends? How is that going about? Uh, everything. Okay. Yeah, from family, um, you know, people we might know, connections of other coaches, mm-hmm. um, e- even the coaches. You know, there are some coaches there that hesitant. You know, yeah. hey, you know, you guys are here to take steal our kids. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we want to play rugby. Right. Uh, for some part, you know, you'll find other coaches that are willing to help you. So you know, you get a feel for that, and so mm-hmm. you kind of go around. You know, if nobody's willing to help you, okay, and then, you know, you got to find other resources. Yeah. Maybe it's an assistant coach or or maybe yeah. it's a family of, you know, especially yeah. of the kids. You know, they're yeah. reaching out to you, and then you have to go through them if the other parties doesn't want you to mess with their kids. Yeah. When we look at Ziggy Ansah, top five NFL draft pick, kind of just fell into your lap in a way uh, at BYU. Um, but he had no formal football experience. How much did the Ziggy factor play into this new age recruiting, if at all? Yeah. Uh, I think a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, like I said, you know, we've gone to Samoa and Hawaii, obviously, but and then we had kids like Paul Lasike mm-hmm. from New Zealand coming. You know, we've had others 
that were here from New Zealand uh, in the past. So I think a combination of all of those kids coming and the thought of, hey, we got to reach out to the islands. You know, and, and on, I know earlier when I, I don't know if it's 10 years ago, you know, and my, uh, you know, Coach Menall has a, a, a book with each coach in their recruiting area. Mm-hmm. So mine always says Tonga, New Zealand, Australia, but and in Fiji. <laughs> but we've never really, it's there, but we never really, I think it was more referral. And if somebody got into BYU, then they, you know, then I'm in charge of helping this kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, find his way into the football office. Uh, but now we actually, like I said, a couple of years ago was the first time we actually gone that far. Gone yeah. that far. What a sacrifice, my goodness, to travel and that to many offer, miles. And to offer, yeah. you know, taking a chance, right? Right, yeah. I mean, it's a leap of faith and, you know, I like what Coach Menhall said, uh, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, we, we need to... Um, you know, we got to go turn every stone to find uh, those gems, and and I feel like we got a couple of good ones on those two. I want to talk to you uh, about this year's football team, the 2015 schedule specifically. Brian and I have spent a lot of time uh, over the past few weeks, kind of dissecting what lies ahead and and the schedule. And now Bronco Mendenhall is taking back over the defense. How does that change your specific role as defensive line coach with Bronco kind of stepping back in and being the guy with uh, ultimately the the main reins? I don't think it changes anything at all. I mean, you know, I got my responsibility. My job is to prepare those, you know, defensive linemen. You know, they're down in the trenches and, you know, everybody got their specific job. Um, so there, there might be a handful of uh, – you know, calls that, you know, Coach Menhall might, you know, put his hat on that he, you know, he likes. There's certain mm-hmm. things he likes. He's been doing this for a while. Um, but but other than that, it's just, uh, I think just uh, there's a uh, a sense of, you know, urgency, you know, uh, in our part to just, uh, you, know, have, you know, play better, have yeah. a better year, you know, have a better season. And uh, in our preparation from spring ball to this point, you know, um, you know, with the kids, um, you know, buying in and, you know, the leadership mm-hmm. as far as the kids. And then, of course, we got a new strength coach and he's doing a marvelous job in the weight room with those kids uh, right now in the off season. So, yeah, I think there's just a, there's a sense of urgency and, and uh, you know, heightened awareness mm-hmm. in what we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's what Coach Menno does, too. Not just as a player, but as a coach as yeah. well. Um, coach, when it comes to, to your son and uh, and coaching him, uh, when you are watching him on the sideline, do you watch him and get excited as a dad and say, oh, that's my son? Or do you say, oh, what are you doing? Use that technique, swim, do, use this, use that. Is it difficult and, and hard for you to uh, – uh, you know, go back and forth from from that coach relationship to uh, you know the the father son relationship. Yeah, it's like I just turn a little switch on. Hey, I'm the coach. Okay. Okay, and then you know I'm hard on him just like everybody else. And I think you know I would be lying if I didn't tell you. That I think there's a little part of me that really dissect everything he's doing. Mm. You know. Um, okay, how can I help? You know, and, and I think I do that with the other players too. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, you know, and sometimes I don't know if he likes to hear it from me. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, son, you're gonna hear it from me no matter what. <laughs> okay. I don't care if you like me. But, uh, 
That's you know, right. yeah, we can we can apologize later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta treat him like just like everybody else, you know, and uh, yeah, but I think there's always I'd be lying if I say that. Yeah, I'm a coach, and, and that I'd be lying if I, you know, said that I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, there's part of me that because I want him to do his part, to right. know your role, take care of responsibility. Yep. You know, you're part of this group here, and uh, you know, and obviously you want him to to succeed. Yeah. yeah, coach, great to have you in studio B, and we look forward to what Bronson does on the football field, and for that matter, what Corvin does on the basketball court as he has made that transition over to Dave Rose's squad. But uh, congratulations on all the hard work paying off with the recruiting, and we'll uh, we'll get down to business in about ninety days at Nebraska. Who is that? What it is? Ninety. 92? 92 days. 92 days. Glad you guys are counting reminding us. <laughs> <laughs> we had nothing else to do with our lives. We're just bored. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We're coming to ball out, Lincoln, Nebraska. Hit it. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 92 days. Oh, you were ready. You were ready. You were game ready. Dude, you just got beat for an 80-yard touchdown. Hey, Brian distracted me, man. He's here here with us. Blame it on Brian with a Y. Blame it on Brian that doesn't know how to spell his name. Brian Keel in Studio B. It's about to get real. Yeah, widen up that angle. (laughs) It's Brian with an I versus Brian with a Y. See, that's not uh, even – that's an A. That's not even – that's an A. That's because my, my, that's because my biceps <laughs> that's are too That's an big. A. My, my body so – You can't I'm even too, make a Y. This is easy. Rough. This is easy right here. <laughs> We've got some loaded questions for our Football Friday friend, Brian Keel in Studio B. We discuss all of those, plus your questions for the two Bs. This is BYU Sports Nation. Look at you. Oh, look at that Rumble. guy. Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. A reminder for those dialed in to today's show. This will be an abbreviated edition of BYU Sports Nation. For those watching on BYU TV, we will transition to coverage of the funeral services of Elder L. Tom Perry when those begin sometime After the bottom of the hour, the show will continue on BYU Radio until the funeral begins. A celebration of a great man, war veteran, and BYU fan, Elder L. Tom Perry. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. A date has been announced for the 2016 UMass at BYU football game. That contest set for November 19th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU still searching for two home games to round out what will be the toughest schedule in program history. The toughest. BYU football will host Junior Day today in Provo. Uh, a chance for coaches to get a first-hand look at all the high school recruits uh, that they have been recruiting thus far. A good opportunity for those guys to walk away with the scholarship offer. Jen Hampson has signed with the L.A. Sparks, cementing her roster in the WNBA. Congratulations to Jen, the 6'7's. Former BYU star in volleyball and basketball has chosen pro basketball as her career for now. Dennis Pitta is back on the field practicing with the Baltimore Ravens coming off of a second hip surgery. He's rehabbing that. He was catching passes, running routes, and apparently looked pretty good doing it. He is expected to start the season on the physically unable to perform list. We're hoping that he gets into an actual game. He's only played in seven since that Super Bowl run back in 2012 into the early part of 2013. Joining us now, 
another former NFL star, Brian Keel, back in Studio B, but this time as an official member of the crew. You are our Football Friday dude, man. How do you feel about it? Fast Friday. Okay. Fast Friday, Brian Keel. I feel great. Let's start with this, man. Yeah, let's start with this. Uh, Brian with an I versus Brian with a Y. That's easy, man. Look at that helmet. Could we get a zoom in on this helmet? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we're showing the BYU helmet, and uh, you may know that. I wish I could drop this mic right now. It's a, a Y sticker. I wish I could drop this mic. There's an Y in Drop the mic. There's a big old Y in Young. It's not showing it. You know? <laughs> it's a big old Y on the mountain out I'm, there. I think I'm winning, though, man. There's a lot of I. You just have more Twitter followers, that's all. Uh, is that, is that, <laughs> we got to get at the kill zone some love on Twitter, man. Yeah, come follow even me. I need, I need some more followers. There's there a bunch of teenage girls with way more followers. <laughs> come on. More come questions on. for Brian with the Y and Brian with an I on the way. But uh, we'll go now to the BYU football 2016 schedule. We're going we're gonna to fast forward here, Brian, uh, because the, the 16 schedule has been under the microscope with Southern Miss uh, dipping off the schedule to take on Kentucky. And BYU re, uh, just announcing today that, or yesterday, I should say, that the UMass game will take place on November 19th. When you look at the 2016 schedule, yeah, it's tougher yeah, I got than it this year. I got it up for it's you. tougher than this year. Yeah, I pulled it up when I was getting ready to come down here, and I didn't realize who yeah. was even on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. 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 I'm jealous. Just keep going down. Oh, I wish I could play that schedule. Okay. I'm jealous, man. So that pl- is legit. The player in you comes out. It's like, this is amazing. I, but would, with a, with a- I would trade my firstborn son to play that schedule. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Cruz. Daddy loves you. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. Daddy me. loves you. See, I almost said me too, but you, you went back on it, so I got to. Okay. So no, I really would give a lot to play that. That's, that's a legit schedule right there, man. Arizona neutral at Utah. UCLA in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. West Virginia neutral in Maryland at Michigan State. Mississippi State in LES. At Boise State. At Cincinnati. The most recent announcement, UMass at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and a rivalry game to close things out. Is, it, is that too difficult? There are 10 games. There. Is, is it too difficult? Who are you asking, Brian? It's, nothing's too difficult. Okay. <laughs> nothing's too difficult. I want to play the best. I don't want to play the Sisters of the Poor. No disrespect to you guys, but I want to play – me personally, I want to play the best. So, Do you think that as a recruit, if I'm sitting, if I'm Coach Mendenhall and I and you are on the fence with some P5 schools, maybe lower in or mid, mid-tier uh, Pac-12 schools, we'll call them, mm-hmm. uh, and I can present this schedule – where you can play some P5 opponents in different areas, different venues. Do you think that this would change your mindset of coming to BYU rather than those? I do. I think this is big. I think for kids coming out, if they look at the next four years and the type of teams they're going to play, if they see schools like Michigan State and UCLA and West Virginia, then that kind of – their eyes kind of get big and they get excited. You know, if if you have a bunch of jokers on there – and most of the kids, they don't want to go play that schedule. And so I, I think it is. I think it's a huge recruiting trip. It would, it would be for me. And then you tie in ESPN, right? Yes. And the fact that I'm going to be on TV, ESPN. I can have all my girlfriends watch me. Yes, you know. yes. All three of them. 
<laughs> oh my goodness i'm married now so i'm gonna have any more girlfriends we had michael alisa in studio earlier this week who is uh part of the the linebacking crew at byu emeritus now <laughs> um and as he looked at that schedule he was like one part of me is like oh my gosh this is awesome and the other part is i feel serious anxiety because byu will have a first year quarterback no jamal williams <laughs> no mitch matthews no bronson kafusi and so we were asking well there are two home games left to go and schedule is are you good with the tough opponents? Like, do you need a couple of cream puffs now to, to even things out? I, I don't see. You're probably asking the wrong guy. I don't think in those terms, and so I just think of. I don't, I don't want to plan for the negative. Mm. It's but that that is legit. That is a legit concern, and I guess when we get our program to the place that it needs to be, then you don't have to worry about those things because the next guy is just ready to go. Next guy. Um, are we there? I don't know. Yeah, but we'll find out we'll in the next find couple out. of years. We'll find out. We'll find we? out. I think we'll a good, find out well, who our quarterback a, will be. I think a good opportunity for us to find out uh, right now is the month of September. Yeah, you, you look at those games, and uh, you—it's very, very comparable to, to the 2016 schedule. Uh, I mean, what do you think the success would be with a schedule like that? I mean, you got Michigan, UCLA. Uh, Boise, home at Boise's hitting the, hitting it off with Nebraska. I personally think that they can have they can be it can be three and one, but mm-hmm. that's just me personally. Yeah, uh, maybe a bl- little bit too much of blue goggles <laughs> there. But what do you think a successful September would look like? Uh, everybody's definition of successful is different. Um, so I don't know. Like me, I, I just in any loss, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, and. But I also don't run for the hills and say the sky is falling if we happen, <laughs> if we should happen to get a loss. So I don't know. I'm just kind of unique that way. So it, it's it's a it's a sorry answer, you know. But so as far as being successful, I want to win every single game. If we don't win every single game, then we're not successful. But not being successful and failing are two different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could not be successful, but that's not saying we failed. Right. If that makes sense. Okay. A, so fa- a failure of a season, you know, we we lose a couple games or or even, you know, like the last couple of years, we lose four games or five games or whatever it was. That's not a, f- a failure of a season to me. Um, it wasn't where we wanted to be. But like I said, I wasn't in my, my bomb shelter out back <laughs> thinking that it was the end of the world. And I, I certainly didn't put all my, my white stuff on KSL and, and ship it back in and say I'm done. You're true so, blue, man. I'm true blue, Absolutely. through and through. Absolutely. Brian Kill with us in studio. Be part of our football Friday. It's a fast Friday. Fast Friday. Brian with a Y and Brian with an That's I. That's what we, in the NFL, Friday is fast Friday. Fast Friday. Fast Friday. Friday. No, no contact. Don't, don't hit. Don't hit me on Friday. Don't don't hit me. The quarterbacks get mad if you if you should get in the way of their balls. They want to complete all their passes on Friday, and so naturally we would do everything we could to get in the way of their balls. <laughs> so we would mess them up. We don't we don't, we don't nothing's given here. You're not right. just you gonna come. Yeah, you gotta earn it. You're right. not just gonna complete it on me. Yes. Anyway, that's Fast Friday. Very good. Okay, uh, this is a question in from at Bridger Hill, one of our BYU Sports Nation uh, listeners. And he asks, and this is a good tie-in to what we were just talking about with what, what is success? What does BYU need to do to prove it belongs? And he asks that. What do they need to do to prove they belong as an elite football program with the Power Fives rather than just thinking that they belong? <laughs> and will they ever? That's the Man. question. What do you say first, little B? Um, well, you know, Big B, uh, 
I just think that BYU needs to stay relevant. I mean, uh, as far as prove that it belongs, I, I think, I mean, by answering the question fully is is winning games, right? That's it's, what I was going to go you, with. You say winning games, but I, I just don't think that that's realistic with these upcoming opponents where the program is right now for BYU to go undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's just realistic of me. Um, so I don't think I, you have to be undefeated to be relevant, though, right? Exactly. No, no, exactly. The, no. That's exactly the point. So I no. think I think relevancy. But what helps with relevancy is like what Big B said, which is scheduling uh, the top of the top and not yeah. sc- not scheduling these 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 cream pups. Because if if I am a, if I'm a, a fan or an analyst watching uh, BYU on Thursday and Friday night against Middle Tennessee. Psh, Man, whoop de doo I don't care. But if mm-hmm. I see a, 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 a Michigan or a Nebraska or whatever the case is. West Virginia. Well, yeah, and I yeah. see these guys competing. Maybe not winning, but competing. That's like, what whoa, I was going to get at. Who, who yeah. are these Who are these dudes? Yep. I mean, that, that's that's really – I mean, I remember people back home my, from, from church watching the Oklahoma game and going, man. Okay. Those, those, oh, okay. I didn't know you had you guys had the white boys like that, man. Gosh, you got some talented white boys up there. I'm like, you don't even, you know. even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. Okay, Brian Kill, will BYU ever belong? Not just think they belong, but will they belong? Uh, I'm gonna pull out my crystal ball here. I don't know. As far as will they or won't they, I don't know. But what they need to do to belong is is what B just said, and it starts with not getting blown out. Okay, so that's the first thing. So yeah. you can lose games. That's fine. It's not fine. We don't want to lose. Right. But there's a difference between losing and not belonging on the field. And getting whooped, yeah. And getting whooped. And and when I look back at the last couple of years, there are a couple of games that really disappoint me. Like Boise. Not that we Boise. lost. Boise. Think, Boise. Really disappointed year, yeah. me. Boise. Um, the Wisconsin and Notre Dame games yeah. in the last couple of years where we just got physically dominated. And the score wasn't as bad as in those games, yeah. those the Wisconsin Notre Dame game. The score wasn't as bad, but to watch the game, yeah. they imposed their will on us, and that's what you don't want to see. So that's the first thing. The first thing is competing and going toe to toe, going fifteen rounds. Okay. Then the second thing of being relevant, of being credible, is winning more than losing. So once we start beating more P5 teams than we lose to, that's when we're like, okay, we're here. Yep. We're here. We're not getting kicked out the club. Okay, so the, fir- the first part for me, obviously, is, is creating the schedule that is tough. Go and win some of those games. Now, we have a program note. For our BYU TV audience, we leave you now to join coverage of LDS Apostle L. Tom Perry's funeral. For our BYU radio audience, again, on radio, we will be back in roughly 60 seconds and we'll take you up to the beginning of the actual funeral services. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, and Brian Keel live from Studio B, BYU Football Media Day on June 24th. That is a Wednesday, 19 days from today. All BYU football all day long, including state of the program, two-hour BYU Sports Nation, four decades of dominance of BYU football special on BYU TV, not to mention some classic games. It is the day for BYU football fans in the summer. As I mentioned, Brian Keel is here on a fast Friday. I like that. We're just going to go with that. As he now has become our Football Friday analyst over the summers. And it just so happens that Brian with an I is also here. That's not a a coincidence. That that debate continues on Twitter. I or a Y. Uh, (laughs) Let's go back to the hard-hitting questions, though, Brian, because uh, it is a fast Friday. 
An article was released earlier this week, Scout.com's BYU Football 2015 preview. Pete Futak, he's a college football insider and a publisher for uh, Campus Insiders, and he said that, and I quote, two losses in 2015, and the season is effectively over for BYU. Here we go. Which tells me that it is, and I asked him, is it New Year's Six or bust? And he said, well, it's tough for BYU. Yeah, it's New Year's Six or bust. What is your reaction to that ideology? Wait, so hold on. So if we should happen to, unfortunately, lose our first two games and we just pack everything up and go home and we won't feel the team anymore. At that I'm point, confused. he says, I'm confused. Confused. we just go to class At now. Yeah, we just go to class. Yeah, we, we just, just become class. athletes. Yeah, we, we're just excuse athletes. me, students, not oh, yeah, athletes. Yeah, sorry, we're yeah, just yeah. students, students. not student-athletes. We're just students no, now. Students. At that okay. point, he said, okay, that makes the, sense. the season eventually, it just it would become a series of fun exhibition games. That's what, that's what he said. Here's the thing, Kay. College football is broken, and it always has been, and it's getting better. So last year we had, for the first time ever in major college football, a four-team championship. And that was a first step to how the rest of the sports world works. How does it work in the rest of the sports world? There's a playoff, Mm -hmm. okay? The the top half or the top third or whatever percentage of the best teams make the playoff and decide the champion, the eventual champion. Forever, college football has just been off in their own la-la land. We will have a panel of people arbitrarily vote and decide who the champion is, okay? And that's just been stupid. Mm -hmm. It's archaic, and it's been in place for a long time. We made a step last year. And I hope that we continue to make steps. Four teams goes to eight teams. Eight teams goes to 16 teams. Preach. You want 16. Preach. Yeah. I mean, look at college basketball. Preach. Look yes. at college basketball. Here's yes. the thing. And I'm going to get on my soapbox right now. But here's right. the thing, okay? What is exciting about March Madness? It's yeah. that Cinderella can yeah. dance. Yep. It's not that Kentucky's probably going to go on and make it. No. It's that yeah. Cinderella can dance. That's why everybody gets crazy and fills out their brackets. It's because anybody, once they get in, they know, hey, We got a chance. Mm -hmm. We got a chance. At the beginning of every college basketball season, every single player knows, hey, if we can just get in. in. If we can just get in. If we can either win our conference and get in or get an at-large bid, we have a chance. Okay. Now let's go to college football. At the beginning of any college football season, does a player on Toledo think that they have a chance of winning the championship? No. No. No, because even if they go undefeated, they're not making it to the big show. Okay, nope. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox here. To go Don't back. Don't be sorry. It's Brian Kill <laughs> Fast Friday. Fast Friday, Friday. Bro. I'm t- so, so going back to the thing. Okay, if we lose two games, is our season over. No, our season's not over. Given how college football currently is, it's not ideal for us to accomplish our goals, which is to win a national championship. We probably have to go undefeated, yep. and even if we go undefeated, we might not even get invited. Then right. we might have to go undefeated a couple times to get invited. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is what it is. We can't fight around that. All we can do is is deal with what's been given us. That's what's been given us. So we still need to achieve that excellence. As far as the season being over, no. If we lose two games, the season is not over. We'll still fill the team. We'll still go out there. They won't just be exhibition games. We'll still care about it. We're not going to our bomb shelter, and we're not packing up our wise stuff. Well, if the New Year's Six is out of the question, you lose a couple of games, and, I mean, I don't care who you are. There are not many teams in America, even Ohio State's and Notre Dame's and Florida's and Florida State's, that if they lose two games – there's a good chance they're not getting in yes. to the playoff. Yes. And they're not winning a national championship. Unless a bunch of other teams lose too right. as well. Yeah, it, it all depends on how the dominoes fall. So for BYU, if the New Year's Six is not what is going to happen, 
then naturally the next thing is being nationally ranked, right? Yeah, I think that is big. I think it's really huge for us. It's yeah. important. It's we the, talk about credibility and clout. Yep. Is that is that? Would you rather be nationally ranked or win a win a Mountain West Conference, a G five conference championship? Depends on where the ranking is, but like that's top fifteen, tough. top fifteen. Okay, so where where like that's where tough. would you take the ranking over a, G, a Group of Five conference championship? I would. So it depends on the ranking. If a top 10 ranking, no question, is more valuable to me okay. than a Mountain West Conference championship. Okay. 10 to 20, I think we're talking sixes. 20, 25, I think the, the conference championship okay. is worth more than Ooh. that. See, Blaine Fowler said we wanted to, he's like, I didn't care about winning WAC championships when I was playing. We wanted to be in the top 15. We wanted to be in the top 15. Mm-hmm. So if BYU was a – could be in the top 15 versus winning a group of five championship. You take See, the top I would, 15. So that's pretty close to what I said. Yeah. You know, there's a certain value. Certain, yeah. Being ranked 23 is like whoop-de-wee, okay? It's nice. Like winning a championship is nice. It's nice to have that ring. I still have those rings, yep. have the hats. You know, it's kind of fun. It's nice. Yeah. Being in the top 10, shoot, Woo! man. See, cause in 2009, we finished the season and we were ranked 12th. Yeah. Um, and so we, TCU uh, undefeated, went to the BCS game. And won the, cha- won the won the conference, and I was still on my high horse. I yeah. was like, "We're t- we're twelve in the nation, twelve man." Yeah, like well, I'm I'm good. It's a and big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, and 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 that was the argument was, uh, you know, you guys lose you guys lose a couple games, you're out of the playoffs, you're not winning a national championship, you're not in the New Year Six. Oh, and then by the way, you don't have a conference championship. Yeah. So what do you have to play for? Yeah. You know, who can? When in in the argument is well, we can play for rankings and that yeah. respect get into the top twenty five. Yeah. Well, who cares? Yeah. Is the, is the argument top twenty five? No big deal. Top fifteen. Top 15. Now we're talking. Okay, now we're okay. That's what so we're talking. you're with Blaine Fowler on now that. Now we're talking. Question in from uh, another one of our BYU Sports Nation listeners and followers at G Hanson twenty five. He asks this to both of you. Who was the hardest team or player to prepare to play against and why? Now, now think about that for a second mm. while I uh, update uh, people on BYU Radio what's happening. Uh, we will go uh, on a moment's notice to the funeral services for Elder L. Tom Perry, who just passed away last week, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve. His family is walking into the funeral uh, services right now. And so we will have to dip out, as I mentioned, on a moment's notice. Until that time, we will continue with the two Bryans. Okay, now that both of you have had... Chance to marinate on that last question. <laughs> Toughest player to go against and why? Player or team? I, I, player. He asks. Okay, he asks team, team or player. Team or I, player. Team to prepare against is Air Force. <laughs> that I, was. I thought that that was up there for so, me. It was so bad. And I think it depends on where you're, you're at in the season. So 2009, Air Force was like weak. It was in November. Right, it's cold. You're in full pads, Coach Coach Mendenhall and the defense. They don't care that you have bumps and bruises. You're going full <laughs> speed and you're tackling. You are tackling in, in November. Why? I have hernias and stuff. Why am I tackling, Coach? So that was horrible. And then uh, you know, there's there's so many different reads and keys you have to have. You have to be disciplined as a corner. But in 2010, it, we played them week two. So still tackling. I just got done from camp tackling. So it wasn't a big. It wasn't too much of a big deal. Uh, okay, there, so I think it, it I gotta cut you off. It's been great.